0: All right, John chapter 1, we are going to get back to the book of Exodus next week. For you guys who are new today or visiting, uh, we've been going through verse by verse through the whole book of Exodus, and we pretty much covered all the parts that are covered with the Prince of Egypt. So you can watch the movie and get a really bad example of what that book's about. Uh, but we'll, we'll pick it up next week uh, in Exodus again. But today we get to do something special. Today is a commissioning service where we're getting ready to, as a church, send out the pointings to Taiwan. And we'll talk more about that as we go on. But what we want to start with is this section, this meaty, important section of John's Gospel in chapter 1. So if you guys are there, follow me. I'm going to read verses 1 to 5 and verse 14, and then we'll pray, and we'll get into it together. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And Father, we're so thankful that You sent Jesus so that we could know grace and we could know truth. And we pray, Father, that You would use this service to, to, to help us to know to help us to know beyond a reasonable doubt, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you, Lord Jesus, are God's message. That we need to hear you and believe you and live for you and with you and share you with anyone who will listen. We pray, Father, that this would be a time where we are equipped to know how to support and pray for the pointings, we pray, Lord, that they would be blessed, that they would know, Lord, that they have a church family that's with them in spirit and commits to pray for them and support them. Lord, we pray for your blessing on this whole church service, and we pray it in Jesus' name. And everyone who agrees says? Amen. I want you to listen to how the Apostle Paul describes the mission that he and his team had When they were sent out out by Jesus to share Jesus with the world. Listen to this. Here's how he describes it. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. Now if you know anything about the Apostle Paul, if you've ever read in the New Testament, you see Paul is a guy who had an amazing skill set. He he was someone who who was a religious leader before he believed in Jesus and so zealous of a religious leader that he persecuted Christians because he thought they had it wrong. And then Jesus met him on his way to persecute more Christians and literally knocked them off his horse and got his attention and said, you need to come follow me and make me known. And so God did a great thing in Paul's life, and when God sends Paul out, God does use his life experiences and his skill set, but Paul knew he's not going to represent himself. Paul knew that when he went out, when he shared Jesus, Jesus was the message, Jesus was the method. It was always and always and only about Jesus. Now, we get to John's gospel that we're going to look at today, and John's gospel is the gospel that really emphasizes the deity of Jesus, the fact that Jesus is God the Son. And and in these opening verses, we're going to get a reminder of why Jesus needs to be our message, why we can have confidence to know him and preach him, and, and also specifically how we can be guided to pray for the pointings as they go out. So I I want to, it's going to be a fairly brief message, but I want to give you three things from this text about who Jesus is and and, and talk about how that applies to how we can pray for the pointings. First, we see in verses 1 to 3 that Jesus is the creator of all things. This is how John presents him. That phrase, in the beginning... Well, does that sound familiar to you? Because if you've ever tried to read the Bible, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid and I didn't grow up in a Christian home, but I had a Bible and I thought, I'm going to read this book because a lot of my religious friends say it's important. And so you turn what? To page one. And page one says, in the beginning, God. And you read for a bit, then it gets into these like, lists of weird names you can't pronounce. You think, okay, I'm done. But the first bit is really important. In the beginning, God. The Bible doesn't try to prove God exists. It assumes God exists. And so when John writes this in John's gospel, in the beginning was the word, he's saying this word he's talking about is equal to God. He's existed before all the else that we're going to read in the gospel. He says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. There's some deep stuff there that points to the fact that our God is not just one, but three in one, that we don't have time to get into today. But it is also important that you see what it says, that everything that was made, verse 3, right, was made through him, and nothing that's been created was created separate from him. Jesus, as God the Son, before he comes to this earth, is the one who made all things. When nothing else existed, he existed. Why is this important? Because when we talk about God being the creator of all things, specifically Jesus, God the Son, being the creator of all things, here's what we know about the creation. We know that everything good about the creation comes from Him. The Bible says this in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 17: every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, from whom there is no variation of shadow or due to change. And God has given us good things for a reason. Paul writes this in 1 Timothy: God richly provides us everything to enjoy. The fact that Jesus has made all things, He's the creator of all things, you know what that means? Everything good comes from him. This is so important for us to know. And I'm talking mainly to you guys who already believe this. Because if you already believe this, it's really important for us to know, when we enjoy good things, they all come from God. One of the biggest blessings that we had on this trip was a little devotion, a devotional book that was written by my friend John Heinley. He's from a local church out in Coleshaw called Broad Grace. Great guy. And John wrote this book called Refresh, and it was about basically viewing your holiday through the gospel. And it was super encouraging, i got to say. It was one of the highlights of my trip because it made me realize I don't need to kind of go, okay, Lord, I've spent my time with you. I'm going to go have some fun now. But I could see God in all the things we do. And not just the obvious, like, walking down into the Grand Canyon and feeling a small and a good way and recognizing how grand God is. That was grand, okay? It is the Grand Canyon, after all. But or, or at Disneyland, you know, we went to Disneyland and I got to say the Star Wars universe is pretty amazing at Disneyland. But it wasn't any of that, it was the fact that I could, I could see all the good coming from God's hands. And knowing that that God is good when we went through the rough times, because not all, all holidays have some rough times. We could say, you know, God is still good and every good thing comes from him. But also listen. The fact that Jesus is the creator of all things means everything and everyone belongs to him. The, the scripture says this in Colossians chapter 1. I'm reading from a, what's called the New Living Translation, but just listen. It says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. That's including me and you. Everything was created through him and notice and for him. For him. This is important for us to understand as, as Jesus followers that we belong to him even before we know him. In fact, the Bible says plainly in the book of Psalms that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. Now, why is this important? How does this teach us to pray for the pointings? We need to pray for the pointings as they go out to Taiwan that they would richly enjoy. The Taiwanese people and culture. That they richly enjoy them and they are able to identify every person they meet as an image bearer of God. Because that's how God identifies them. This is really important for missionaries to, to remember. I, I know when we came to England as missionaries some almost 20 years ago that we would go back for a visit every couple years, or maybe three or four years, we'd go back for a visit, and people would say, they want to know about all this touristy stuff, as if we're on holiday. And the thing was, like, we're not on holiday, we're we're doing ministry, we're doing work. But sometimes, then I'd feel like, I need to justify to these people how hard I work there, and so I wouldn't know when I was back home, back here in England, I'd feel guilty about doing fun stuff, or just enjoying the good parts of British culture. And and I really got convicted years ago about, wait a second, why am I feeling guilty about enjoying people made in the image of God? Or good things that our good creator God has given us. It's so important. In fact, sometimes I feel like one of the things I never got into, I'll be honest, and I hope you guys don't hate me for this, is is football. Like proper, you know, kick the round thing on the ground, football. I never got into it. I, I just, I've struggled to get into it. And I'm kind of regretting that now, 20 years in. Because it's a huge part of British culture. I know some of you guys are going, good thing he doesn't like football. And you've seen me play, so you, go, you know how bad it is. But the reality is, there's something good about enjoying good from a culture. Because the good bits in a culture are from a good God. We need to pray for the pointings to be able to enjoy that. And we see the newsletter not, not, not be thinking, oh, they're on holiday. They're not on holiday. They're doing real work by enjoying people who are made in the image of God. Look at verse four. Saying, speaking of Christ, the Word, in Him was life. That is, He already has life within Himself. He didn't receive life; He is life. He has life, and the life that was, uh, that life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and notice the darkness has not overcome it. See, Jesus isn't just the Creator of all things; He's the light that overcomes the darkness. You know what this means? It means we see clearest, clearest when we're under him. Uh, the great Christian thinker from a century, about a century ago named C.S. Lewis, he, he wrote this, he says, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it I see everything else. We, we need to see Jesus as not just, maybe one part of our life or the most important part of our life, we need to see Jesus as life itself and as the perspective that we need to see all other life. Here's also what it means, though. It means the most stubborn darkness in our life that we experience in our personal lives or through other people is always temporary. Jesus will overcome it. Listen to this. I like the way that the New Living Translate Translation translate verse five. It says, uh, "It says that, that, that this light can never extinguish, or the darkness can never extinguish the light." I like that. Now, now the book of Proverbs talks about light a lot. It talks about us walking in light. Look what it's listen to what it says. It says, "But the path of the righteous—that's those who who believe God, who are trusting God. The path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until the full day." The way of wickedness is like deep darkness. They do not know what over what they stumble. See, when we walk in the light who is Christ, when we walk with him and we see life under him, being under his authority, from his perspective, we can actually walk step by step through this life. We can actually know where we're going rather than just kind of groping in the darkness. Jesus said this in In John chapter 16, he said, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Interesting, because Jesus would later say, the resurrected Jesus, the glorified Jesus would later say this to John, who would write it down in the book of Revelation. He would say, He who overcomes... I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God. And I will write on him my new name. In other words, you overcome, you are blessed. Why is this important? Because it's only by the light that is Christ that we overcome anything. It's only because Jesus is the overcomer that we learn to overcome darkness. This is also inform how we pray for the pointings. We need to pray that the pointings always seek God's power and Jesus' power and perspective for their circumstances and overcome because he is the overcomer. We need to pray for them for that. Guys, when they, they start to do this ministry in Taiwan, in fact, they're probably already feeling some of this now. There is a battle, a spiritual battle that intensifies. The darkness comes against them. And it's Christ that overcomes that. We need to pray for them for the strength to do that because God will give them the strength to overcome. Now John writes these really profound things about, uh, about the Word, the Logos. And there is, again, some rich theological stuff that we don't have time to get into today. But just to be really clear it's obvious that he's talking about Jesus because what he says in verse 14, drop down to that. It says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory. Notice, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So, so John wants to, to make sure the readers of his gospel See Jesus as the creator God. See Jesus as the light that overcomes the darkness. And see Jesus, listen, as the unique son of God. This is important. Because what we're sending Stephen and Katie out to do is to preach this Jesus. What they long to do is to make this Jesus known. And it's important for us to understand the Jesus that we're praying to, and wanting to see made known through them. See, because he's Jesus, is the unique, uniquely God's son, who's become man. We don't need to guess about God. We don't need to guess. All of us grew up in in a certain kind of worldview tradition. All of us. Some of us grew up in. In Christian traditions. Some of us grew up in uh, agnostic or atheist traditions. Some of us grew up in, in another religion like Hinduism. Or Taoism traditions. Maybe Muslim traditions. We grew up in different worldview traditions. Humanist traditions. We all grew up in certain traditions. And we all had in those traditions ideas about God. But they were all guessing in one sense. It's only when we see who God has, what God has said about himself, only when we see how God has made himself known, has come down and taken on flesh in Jesus, has actually become a man that we can stop guessing. And we just start knowing. We can know him. We don't have to guess. Interesting, we see this kind of phrase, the son of a lot in scripture. And sometimes it just simply means, like literally, physically, the son of. But often it means something else. It's more than that. In fact, often when the Bible speaks of the son of, it's not necessarily establishing like, oh, they're the son of because look at them They got his eyes. They have their dad's hair or lack thereof. (laughs) Same sense of humor or lack thereof. (laughs) They're just like their parents. That's how we know they're the son of. Often it's no, look at how they act. The conduct that they have shows who they're the son of. This is why Jesus says to religious leaders of his day, you're the son of your father, the devil. They, they said they followed God, but they acted like they followed the devil. So it's the conduct. Now when we talk about Jesus, he is in substance the son of God uniquely. No one else can be like Jesus in that sense. He's uniquely the son of God. We can become children of God, adopted into God's family because of what our big brother Jesus, who's the only son, did for us. But we never become sons the way he's a son. He's uniquely the son of God. Now, this is important because not only do we not need to guess, but this is why we want to follow him and no one else. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, Paul writes this. He says, you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. Gentiles there means non-Jews, but also could mean just people who don't believe. He says, that is not the way you learned Christ. Assuming that you heard about him and were taught to him, notice, as the truth is in Jesus. Jesus doesn't just bring the truth, he is the truth. This is why we preach him. This is why he is our message. He is the truth. We don't want you, at Servants Church, we don't want you to learn to follow us. We don't want you just to kind of conform to the, 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 the way we do things or the vibe that's here, that's not what we're goal, our goal is. Our goal is to see every one of us follow Jesus, know Jesus, because the truth is in Jesus. But also because Jesus is, the, is you, uniquely God's only begotten son, he's a unique God's son become man, we can also be confident in his authority and his power to save people. He can do this. He does this. This is what Jesus says right before he ascends to heaven in Matthew chapter 28. This is what's called the Great Commission. This is Jesus commissioning all his disciples to do what actually we're seeing Stephen and Katie get ready to do here. He says, All authority in heaven and earth have been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. What should motivate the going? Christ has all authority. He has all that's needed to save people. He is the one who saves. Also in John's gospel, uh, around the similar time that Matthew writes, this is how John, uh, this is what John writes about what Jesus said. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. And if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. And if you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Jesus sends out his disciples with his authority to be able to say, This is how you're forgiven, and this is how you know you're not. It's not that Stephen and Katie get to go out and say, I've decided you're forgiven, and I don't like you, you're not. They don't like you to do that. But they can say on the authority of who Jesus is, what Jesus has done, what Jesus says, who gets forgiveness from God, and who turns their back on it. They can speak with that kind of authority. They can assure people who believe the gospel, but they're forgiven of all their sins, and they're going to spend eternity with God's people forever. They can assure them of this. God will give them the authority, and God will give them the power by his Holy Spirit to do it. So this is what we want to pray. We want to pray that the pointings would go in Christ's authority to declare his love and his saving grace to the people of Taiwan. God sent them out that way. Now, we've talked about how we should pray for Stephen and Katie, and in a little while we're going to actually take some time to pray for them. But, but I want you to think about this for a second. And I, and I hope this sinks in. Man, I hope this makes sense to you. And if you're, if you're not yet a Christian, if you're just kind of still thinking about this Jesus stuff, don't get freaked out by this, what I'm about to say, okay? This is something that people need to grow into, but it's still something that's true about every person who, who claims to follow Jesus. Listen, not only should we be praying for people like Stephen and Katie that we send out, we should see ourselves as those who are sent out out we need to pray for one another that we would richly enjoy the people in our neighborhood their culture their lives because and see them as those who have been made in the image of God to see God's goodness that they've been made in the image of God that God wants to redeem them he wants to save them we need to pray for each other that we would seek Jesus' power and his perspective in all of our circumstances no matter how difficult they are, and and knowing, okay, Lord, we can overcome because you're the overcomer. We should be praying for each other this way. We should be praying for each other that when we would go, in other words, when we leave this place and we go back to our neighborhoods and our jobs and our classrooms, that we go out in Christ's authority that we might demonstrate and declare his love and his saving grace by the power of his Holy Spirit. You see, we are sending Stephen and Katie and Jesse and Karis out as missionaries. But guess what? They've already been missionaries because we are all missionaries. We're on the mission of God. As we we say, Jesus, you're our message. We want to know you. We want to make you known. So we want to take some time today to pray for the pointings. Before we do that, I'm going to ask them to come up. Can we get these two mics to work, please? These two mics live? You can both come up. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> just Stephen's going to come just up first. Uh, whichever one. Probably this one. Stephen, I'm going take that one. And, and I just want to uh, see if I can get Stephen to, to share a bit. I know he's got a few things prepared. To share a bit about, like, uh, what it is they're going to be doing, what they're expecting to happen in Taiwan, so share with me, Stephen, please. Yeah, um, hello? Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah great. So uh, firstly, I'll just start with where Taiwan is. I can't assume that everyone would know that. So there should be a map on the screen. Hopefully you can see it. Let me have a look there. I like doing this. I like looking back up at the screen. Um, so you can see Taiwan in the middle, China to the left, the Philippines to the south, South Korea directly north and, Jap- and to- uh, Japan up kind of towards the northeast. The, the islands to the east of Taiwan all belong to uh, Japan as well. Um, So that kind of gives you an area of maybe of where it is in the world, maybe you didn't really know uh, before. uh, There's about 23 or 24 million people, between 23 and 24 million people living in Taiwan. um, They speak, uh, majority of the people speak uh, Mandarin Chinese. Um, There is a Taiwanese language that mostly the uh, older generation speak, and there are some other smaller languages, like we might consider Welsh or something like that, a small language in Great Britain. There are some smaller languages like that that are spoken in Taiwan. Um, and we are moving oh and the and the religion that they have is it 's mostly it 's harder to find um Wikipedia says the authority that is wikipedia um says uh Chinese folk religion which uh which is like a strange mix between Taoism, Buddhism, and uh confucianism uh, it 's very interesting if you go to and if you walk down kind of the typical high street every nine or ten uh, little kind of shops will be uh like like a mini temple where you can go in and you can burn some incense and you can look and make your prayers uh to uh to images at the back of the shop as it were uh and there are bigger temples obviously as well and so that's kind of the, the culture a lot of people just on the way to work in the morning they'll do it, they'll stop in one of these little temples and they'll do a quick prayer on the way to work um there are churches as well especially in the cities there are churches it's seen as quite a middle class upper class western religion by most uh, most people, but there are there are churches. If you go out of the cities, uh, much much less uh, churches. So um, we are going to work with Youth with a Mission, which uh, typically referred to as YWAM. Uh, they have a uh, quite a, a good sized base um, just outside the capital city of Taipei. In a and I always say the place wrong, and I'll learn how to say. Tamsui, Tamsui um, is the place that we're going to. Um, they YWAM, almost everywhere you'll find a YWAM base, they'll do training courses. So people from around the world go and do training courses there uh, to grow in their faith, like kind of gap year courses. They also run a Bible college. They, uh, they run a school of frontier missions where they send people out. So they do a lot of training. They also have a, a cafe called the Rock Cafe. Uh, this cafe is, is a hub to be able to uh, share with, and reach the local community. So people come in for some English conversational classes, for Zumba, I saw the other day they're doing, for um, for guitar lessons, whatever way they can think of engaging with the local community, bringing them in, they, they use that and build those relationships up. They also run um, a, a Chinese language program, and that's what we're joining. So we're going there to join... Uh, So four mornings a week, we'll be learning Chinese in a classroom setting that is run by YWAM. And in the afternoons and evenings, we'll be doing ministry in this community cafe and also other other opportunities that come up. I know they work in schools and a few other things, uh, but we'll to be confirmed exactly what those other projects will get involved in. You know, as soon as I get there, the language learning won't start right away. So I'm passionate. um, Katie will talk about this a little bit in a minute. I'm passionate about going out and just praying over the neighborhood, praying over the area. Prayer walking, I think, is great because it gives you that kind of heart for where you are. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to start conversations with locals with my broken, o- almost non-existent Chinese. Um, but before um, I pass on to uh, Katie, who's going to talk a little bit more about our heart, um, we've got uh, a video which is about three minutes long, which is made by YWAM Taipei. Uh, so hopefully we can watch that and get a bit of an idea of what it's like and the, the heart of YWAM Taipei.
0: That's great. That's
1: really good. Thank you, Stephen. That's right. Well one of the things I love about that video is um, is that uh, you can tell it's a few years old because I said, "In by 2018, we want to go and do it. They did. They pioneered those bases they're wow. running. So, um, uh, And there was a, it was actually on their Instagram page, YOM Taipei's Instagram page, which I recommend you follow. Um, in January, they sent out mini teams to kind of you know do a week's outreach in those places that's it's just awesome. great seeing how they're kind of staying connected to the bases that they've started mm. and, and who knows how we might be involved in those bases in the future
0: yeah amen yeah. that's really good that's really good thank you I'd like to ask Katie if you come up and I want to hear some of your your heart for going I know you're going to share your heart Katie but also some of Stephen's as well we'd love to hear that oh absolutely
2: good morning everybody I'm Katie Uh, yes I will get onto um, our heart and the kind of things that Stephen and I are passionate about Um, but I want to provide a little bit of context first before I go into that Um, and you might not all know who we are you might know us from three years ago when we were here from seven years ago from ten years ago we've come and gone multiple times (laughs) Um, In order to follow the Lord's leading, he's called us different places, um, Bible, uh, Christian college, and uh, ministry previously, um, before we had the children. Um, All that to say, um, I was praying and asking the Lord this morning to help me uh, with what to say, and um, I was reading... um, the widow's offering about the widow's offering in Mark 12 this morning and it brought to my mind um you know my personal testimony of how I think I had disqualified myself from ministry because of my struggles with depression. And um it was about three or four years ago that the Lord really did a work in me and transformed me and basically spoke to me that he desires to use all of us. We're all broken in different ways. And um, he wants to bring healing and wholeness, but also he he desires to use everybody and he wanted to use me. <laughs> and so that's the revelation that he gave me about three or four years ago. And then for me, it's been since that point um, that I've just, you know, been really open to going on this journey and pursuing mission. Um, And the Lord has really done a work in me personally, in Stephen personally, and in our marriage and in our family to prepare us to go and um, to get to this point. So, um, yeah, our passions, we are, as it's already been talked about, the Great Commission, we are passionate about the scriptures and the word of God and the commands of Jesus. Yeah, like John's already said, Matthew 28, 19, we uh, want to go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations Uh, Stephen wants to um, he has a vision for baptizing people Um, we have a heart for evangelism and discipleship Um, we want to baptize people in the name of the Father of the Son and the Holy Spirit we want to teach them to observe all that um, God has commanded uh, and he is always with us as it says at the end Um, yeah he has promised to be with us um, and we have the power from the Holy Spirit and I through my own testimony and work that Jesus has done in my life, I want to be able to journey with people and for them to come to that place as well of living and walking in freedom, um, how God wants us to live, basically. Um, yeah. I'm so grateful for what the Lord has done and his faithfulness and his goodness, despite my circumstances on my struggles um, and i really want to kind of hone what i feel the lord has done in me um and and take it out there to taiwan take it to taiwan um i have experience in christian counseling um and it's my heart to minister um and to walk with and disciple um, women who have had difficult life experiences or traumatic life experiences, um, and to just help them discover that freedom that can be found in Jesus. Um, we know of a pregnancy support centre um, which counsels women who have, are considering um, having abortion or have had abortion, and offering them uh, they offer ten weeks worth of counselling. And if a woman decides to keep her her baby um they can offer a whole year's worth of accommodation because the abortion rate is really high in asia as some of you might know um that a woman if she gets pregnant outside of marriage her support network there's a lot of shame that that can bring on the family um and so they can often be disowned or shunned from their family so um I'm not saying that's definitely what I'm going to be doing but that is definitely what my my heart is for as well as um evangelism um I'm also passionate about uh kind of wellness member care and being mentally well out on the mission field so member care is something that I imagine I might do in the future if you know what that is um it's kind of yeah counseling and taking care of those on the mission field um and having them be able to be there for longer because they're yeah healthier mentally um because that's one of the main reasons why people leave the mission field as well it can be depression or burnout um, and mental health problems so um yes as you know Stephen already has a massive heart for the word of God and for teaching and um like Stephen talked about his training the training schools that they do out there in Taipei uh he might join in with or teach uh in those in the future um once we've done our initial language and culture learning in the first two years um yeah so have i covered everything yeah (laughs) um yeah we have a we have a heart for god's people we have a heart for chinese people we want them to know the love of jesus we want to know god and make him known um and we feel oh I just want to share a story as well actually that came to my mind whilst you were talking um oh I'm gonna cry (laughs) it's good I didn't want to rush this I wanted to say everything (laughs) um I'm just so grateful to the Lord for how he's led us to this place and how he's worked and changed my heart. It's quite a long story. (laughs) It's brought me to a place of um, obedience and submission even when I haven't wanted to. He's so gentle with us and so loving, and he knows what we need. And um, earlier in the year, when we were doing our YWAM training, which is why we haven't been here for the past year, um, we went on outreach. And one of the places that we were doing our outreach was Germany. And I found out whilst we were in Germany that my auntie was diagnosed with cancer. And Um, also my sister has been very unwell for an extended amount of time and she was also not in a good place. Um, the next day or the same day that I found out, no, the next day that we found out that and I was kind of grieving and struggling and just, took time to be with the Lord and just be in his presence and just allow him to minister and meet me in the pain and the grief that I was experiencing. Stephen had been out evangelizing and um, talking to people in the street and he met a German man, no surprise there, in Germany. And um, was chatting with him and getting to know him and it turns out he had a Taiwanese wife. And so the next day, was it, or two days later, um, so they invited us to their home. And so even though I was feeling this way and had received this news, I kind of was like, okay, let's, you know, let's keep pressing on. Let's keep going. I, you know, we're here to do outreach. We have to kind of keep doing this thing. And um, But it actually kind of turned out to be the other way around. And I was so blessed um, by this couple and this Taiwanese woman and just being able to be in more of that Chinese culture within their home just felt like home and i like i can't explain it um but it felt so comforting at the time and to have chinese tea with them and um yeah i think that was really profound for me that i felt at home in their home because of her culture um and then yeah just every step that we've taken there's just been more confirmation from the lord and and just a deep sense of uh, certainty and knowing that this is where he's led us this is where he's leading us this is how he's leading us um but sometimes it's only been when we've stepped out <laughs> that then um the kind of confirmation has come so yes be bold he's made me so bold and courageous for him I'm so so grateful for the work he's done in my life and I want to yeah, share it. Great. <laughs> oh, I forgot to say. <laughs> Please take a prayer card. Um, there might be one on your seat. If there isn't one on your seat there at the back um on the table. Um stick it, stick it on your fridge. Please pray for us. Please pray for us as a family as we transition. Um on the back you can find the link to our newsletter and also on the printouts that john has done if it's easier for you to scan the qr code that is also how you can sign up for our newsletter um and there's also other contact details and how to support us if you desire to support us so yes please pray Chris.
1: i also want to add um yeah i <laughs> remember meeting this guy Horst, this german man in the park um he was great um, he messaged me the other day saying he messaged me the other day just saying um like, oh, let me know when you're in Taipei, and next time we visit, we'll come and hang out. So awesome. this uh, this this German and Taiwanese couple, um, they, when they go back and visit Taipei, we'll meet up with them and continue that relationship from what we started in Germany. That's so awesome. It's just great how these yeah. things continue over the countries. Uh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> Praise fine. the Lord. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Well, um, I hope you guys, as you hear this, if you guys stay here, are you going to get the kids? No, grab the kids? no okay. Um, I hope you guys, if you've heard this thing, are beginning to form in your minds uh, what God's calling these guys to do. And I hope that as a church family, those of you who consider servants to your church family, that you are uh, as committed as, as we are as a leadership team to walk with them, support them, and help them. We, we are, as a, as a church, obviously, collectively, from tithes and offerings, going to support them. But you can also, beyond that, uh, as the Lord leads, support them as well. And as I was a missionary here uh, until about eight years ago, uh, when we started, the church was big enough to start paying me a salary. Uh, Your money goes like this, and it can be quite stressful. So it's great to have a bunch of people who give a little bit and are committed to pray for you as well. And the prayer is more important than the money. It really is, but the money helps. So uh, (laughs) just to be honest about that. Uh, Also, praying for their kids, something that just kind of was on my heart when you mentioned that. Missionary kids uh, go through some unique things. They really do. And you, you know, you, they become what's called third culture kids, where they don't necessarily identify with the culture their parents are from, nor do they fully identify with the culture they grew up in. And there's some benefits to that. It actually makes them quite marketable uh, for work <laughs> because they can relate to a bunch of different people. Uh, but it's also difficult. It's difficult. Um, it, it can be great in saying my identity has to be in Christ, but it can be disoriented, wondering, well, who am I? So pray for the pointing kids. For sure. So I'm going to ask the trustees to come up. Uh, if the trustees can come up so we can uh, lay hands on the pointings and, and commission them. This is like the third time we've done this. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing every time it works. Every time. They went to Canada. We went off the train uh, twice, train actually. Again. Train again. is the fourth time. We appreciate it. So, yeah, good, yeah. good. We hope you guys feel supported. Maybe one of you guys come on this, this side. This is the furthest the furthest you're going. So, what I'm going to do is so give you guys. Uh, I will, yeah. Should we step out again? Yeah, step out here a little bit. You be oh, better. But just I don't go do. in front of the speaker. Don't go in front of the speaker. Um, <coughs> what we're going to do is, uh, we as trustees are going to take some time to pray. Let me just let these guys pray as they feel led. I'm going to encourage you guys to, to stand up and if you feel comfortable to to reach out your hand towards these guys in agreement to send them out and support them. Uh, let's do that. Let's, let's take some time to just really pray for these guys and send them out. So if you feel comfortable, stand out, reach your hand out towards these guys and these guys will each pray and then I'll, I'll pray. So let's uh, let's just pray for these guys, yeah? Thank you, Father. Father, we
3: do just thank you for the pointings, Lord. We thank you for um, their lives, Lord. We thank you for what you've done over such a long period of time, Lord, in their hearts. Lord, I remember meeting Stephen... Uh, a long time ago, Lord, in um, uh, the, the the old building that we used to meet and just was struck by his zeal even then, Lord, for uh, mission, Lord, and for uh, uh, seeking the truth, Lord, and uh, sharing that, Lord. And I thank you that you have taken uh, him and Katie on this journey over this time, Lord, to uh, be prepared to... Um, to go out to uh, Taiwan and to uh, to be there as missionaries, Lord. and I just thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy on their lives. Thank you that you love them. Thank you that you have called them, Lord. And I do pray for them now that you would empower them, Lord, with your spirit. Lord, help them as they go there to be uh, your vessels, Lord your vessels of truth to the Taiwanese people, Lord. And just, just use them, Lord. Use them in great ways there, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.
4: Yeah, Father God, I just thank you, Lord, that um, for the privilege it is, for the joy that it has poured over a number of years to know Stephen and Katie and in recent times the children too, Lord. Father God we thank you so much that uh, together we're on this journey. Father God I pray that um, you would bless them as they prepare to to leave at the end of the month to go to Taiwan Lord. I pray that um, that things would now go smoothly for them Lord. I pray Lord that um I pray Lord that you would bless them and help them that your face would shine upon them each each step of the way Lord. And Father God, as a church, we're, we're we're on that journey with them, Lord, and I pray, Lord, that um, in, in in that we will not see too much of them in in the coming days, Lord, that um, that we would remember them every day, Lord, and to stand with them, Lord. We know that um, folk that um, know you, Lord, value more than anything that th- the prayers of the saints of those be- that uh, are back home, Lord. And so we pray, Lord, that um, you would help them to know that we're standing with them every every step, Lord. Thank you, dear God. Amen.
5: Yeah, Father God, I thank you for these, your loved children. Lord, thank you that you are their good father. Lord, and you, you care for them. Lord, I thank you that they are—they're not pioneering their own work; they are walking in the good work that you have already prepared for them. Amen. Lord, and I thank you for their obedience in that. Yeah. Lord, despite the the difficulties, um, uh, despite the wrestlings that they've had with, mm. them, with who they should go with, Lord, and and yeah. and uh, and when they should go, and and even just that move with the children, mm. uh, father and, and Lord, I thank you that you've brought them through so much. Mm. Uh, and Lord, may that increase their faith. Lord, may you, by the power of your Spirit, mm. increase their faith mm. to know that you are with them. Yes, Lord, um, always. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Wherever they are, whatever they do, um, uh, Lord, you you will use them. And Lord, you will use their children. You will use uh, Jesse and Karis as well for your for your purposes, Lord, for your to sh- to further your kingdom there in Taiwan, Lord. It's not just these two on mission. And um, and Lord, I pray that you would yeah, use that, use their parenting as an example. Um use yeah, just use their love for Jesse and Karis, and, and just their love for you. Lord, that's what you desire to use most of all. Lord, and I just pray that they would be such a good example, mm-hmm. both to the people around them, both to the international people who were there, but t- especially to the Taiwanese. Mm-hmm. Lord, that they would see your light that is now in, in Stephen and Katie and yes. through the power of your Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. And Lord, may that grow and grow. Lord, thank you for your grace. Thank you that you include us in your purposes to, to, to spread your kingdom. And Lord, we thank you for, for, for Stephen and Katie's example. And Lord, may we may we all continue to remember them in prayer yeah. frequently. Yes, Lord. Lord, and may we thank God whenever we remember Stephen and
0: Katie. Amen. Because of the work that they are doing. In Jesus' name.
4: Amen. Um,
0: Father, we thank you for that picture of a teapot. And we thank you for the prayer for power. And we thank you, Lord, that you take mundane things like teapots and you fill them with your Holy Spirit. You do. You take us like simple vessels and you fill us up and you pour us out. And we pray, Lord, that you would continually do that for Stephen, for Katie, for Jesse, for Karis, we pray for the YWAM team there, that you continue to grow them in unity, in, in, in and in a gospel centrality, and love for each other, love for you, love for the lost. We pray, Father, that you would. We pray, Father, that you would help us to remember Stephen and Katie and the family, and be praying for them, Lord, and to be supporting them. Stir our hearts this way, and Lord, may our hearts be stirred. To not only be the senders, but to be the sent. Please, Lord, we pray this, and we pray it in Jesus' name. And everyone who agrees says, "Amen, amen." amen. Love you guys. Before you guys leave, I want to ask the music team to come back up, and we're going to close with a song. And let's let the song be our prayer, and then, uh, then we'll we'll close after that.